This is Cross Hope with Randy Snyder. Cross Hope is broadcast daily and shares five minutes of hope and encouragement from the Word of God. Our companion website is www.crosshope.org. Now with today's uplifting message, here's Randy. The operative word today is the word jealousy. Anytime you mention the word jealousy, it's connected to human relationships 99% of the time, and understandably so. People associate it with marriage, with romantic relationships, with family, with school, with friends, neighbors. Jealousy is a malady that impacts all of us. I'm going to begin by telling you a terrible story. This is awful. After a long illness, a woman preceded her husband in death by five or six years and came to the gates of heaven. The gatekeeper came by and the woman said to him, this is such a wonderful place, how do I get in? And the gatekeeper said, again, imaginary story, don't forget that, you have to spell a simple word. The gatekeeper told her, what is the word? She asked, the word love. Powerful word in the Bible, for God so loved the world. L-O-V-E, she said, welcome, welcome into heaven. Later, the gatekeeper asked the woman to watch the gates of heaven for him that day. While the woman was guarding the gates of heaven, her husband arrived. Surprised to see, I haven't seen you in years. How have you been? And she said, well, I've been doing pretty well since you died. He said, I don't know if I should tell you this. But do you remember that beautiful young nurse that I hired to take care of you during your illness? Yeah. Well, I ended up marrying her, he said. And then I won the lottery. I sold the little house that you and I lived in, and we bought a big mansion. We even bought a condo on the shore of Florida that we could go to during the winter. We traveled all over the world. We went on a worldwide cruise. And then I went water skiing today and hit my head on the water ski, and now I'm here. By the way, how do I get in? You just have to spell a simple word. And he said, what is it? She paused, she looked at him, and she said, Czechoslovakia. (laughs) (laughs) That is a terrible story. But there's truth in the story, and I'll tell you what it is. Jealousy will make people do things they don't normally do. That's the message of that story. Jealousy will make a man or woman, young person, doesn't matter age, to do something they wouldn't normally do. I want to begin, before I even get into the text, with one verse of Scripture that says it all. We're going to talk about God's jealousy. Most people don't associate the word jealousy with the Lord God Almighty. But God doesn't apologize for the character quality or even the title, jealousy. Let's bring up Exodus 34, 14. Do not worship any other God. Listen to this. For the Lord, whose name is Jealous, with a capital J, is a jealous God. Listen to it one more time. Do not worship any other God, for the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God. Today, we talk about the jealousy of God in your life, in my life, for this reason. God claims an exclusive relationship with you. This may surprise you. It's more exclusive than marriage. 
It's more exclusive than a business deal. It's more exclusive than a family relationship. God demands exclusivity with you and me when it comes to other gods. Well, we're going to end each day this week by simply quoting Exodus 34, 14. Do not worship any other God, for the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God. God bless you this week. Our website is crossover.org. And people always say this, in, in their, at least in their minds, they say, well, we don't worship other gods in our country today in 2020. No, we just drive them. We just live in them. We wear them. Or we pull them behind our cars. And I think you get the, the message that our idols are different. But idolatry is something that's very real. I want to read just a few verses out of Jeremiah 44. This is our last message in this book of the Bible. I think the 17th or 18th message. And we're going to look at chapter 44, and I think we'll pick it up at verse 2. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says, You saw the great disaster I brought upon Jerusalem and all the towns of Judah. Today they lie deserted and in ruins. Verse 3. Because of the evil they have done, they aroused my anger or jealousy by burning incense to and worshiping other gods that neither they nor you nor your ancestors ever knew. Just talking about incense, there's nothing inherently wrong with having incense. People use it like burning a candle. But when people burned incense in this day, it was an offering. It was a symbol of an offering going up to a pagan deity. And God in His righteousness demands faithfulness. Would you listen to that again? God in His righteousness, His perfection, demands faithfulness from people like you and people like me. We are to be faithful to the God who made us. We're to be faithful to the God who bought us with the blood of His Son. I don't know what it is about people in the Old Testament times going after other gods, and then I remind myself, it's human nature in 2020. You will always be tempted in your life to have something in your life that becomes your private deity. Would you listen to that again? Most people have a moment in their life where they're tempted to have something in their life that's a private deity. Tim Keller from New York City writes this, that godly jealousy is angered love. I love that. Godly jealousy is angered love, but it stays love. It doesn't turn into something else like the woman who said Czechoslovakia. Her jealousy turned into deception, etc. It's not about hurt pride. God's jealousy wants to rescue the love relationship. The Apostle Paul wanted the church to abandon anything that distracted from worshiping the Lord to guard against false teachings. Paul was jealous because the honor of God was at stake. This was clearly not sinful jealousy, but righteous jealousy. I want to give you a humorous story that David and I can both relate. It's about the dorm that David and I lived in at Cincinnati Christian College. We lived in the same dorm, and I don't know if he knew this, but I didn't know it at the time. The college that we went to at one time was a mental hospital. 
And the dorm that David and I lived in was called Gray Dorm. It was different than the, the men's dorm, the regular building. And I found out years later that it was the housing for the mental patients that were at the hospital. I felt very comfortable there. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I lived on one side of the dorm. David lived on the other side of the dorm. And we'll continue and conclude this story tomorrow on Crossover. Each day we're going to end with Exodus 34, 14. Do not worship any other God, for the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God. God bless you. Crossover.org. The college that we went to at one time was a mental hospital. And the dorm that David and I lived in was called Gray Dorm. It was different than the, the men's dorm, the regular building. I found out years later that it was the housing for the mental patients that were at the hospital. I felt very comfortable there. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I lived on one side of the dorm. David lived on the other side of the dorm. One night I came in at probably around 11 o'clock at night from Skyline Chile. The original Skyline Chile was just up the street from the school. Many of you don't know that, but that was the original location. Came in late. I walked by an open room in Great Orm only to see one of the students in there jumping up and down in a rage. His fists were clenched. His teeth were clenched. And he was jumping up and down, and he was just making these awful sounds. And I went in thinking he was having a seizure. I said, what is wrong? What's happened? And he said, I just saw my girlfriend a few minutes ago talking to another guy. And I said, that's it? And he said, that's it. She was talking to another guy. And he went into this, what I call, irrational jealousy and irrational rage. And talked him off the ledge and said, it doesn't mean anything just because she was talking to a friend. But isn't that interesting? An irrational jealousy. My point in telling that, God's jealousy is rational. God's jealousy is righteous. It's rational and righteous because he demands exclusivity. Robert LaRoe says this, for those of you who are married, you know that marriage gets hurt when something takes the place of your first love. When your job comes first, your parents, your children, your friends, your hobbies, there's nothing wrong with most of those things unless they come first. If you're going to have a real marriage, you need to be assured that you have first place in your spouse's heart or your marriage eventually will fall apart. Where's God in our priorities? He doesn't want us to go through the motions of religion. He wants to know that our hope lies with Him. And there's nothing more important in our life than our relationship with Him. Would you listen to that again? God wants to know that there's nothing more important in your life than your relationship with Him. And you may say, that's unbelievable. It is, but it's true unbelievably true that God wants to have an exclusive relationship. Robert LaRoe goes on to say, an idol is anything in your life that is loved, depended on, feared, or delighted in more than God. We'll read that again. An idol is anything in your life that is loved, depended on, feared, or delighted in 
more than the Lord. Our God is the one we want to please the most. We can make an idol out of anything. Idolatry is trusting people, possessions, or positions to do for us what only God can do. To do for us what only God can do. I'm going to tell you two stories about jealousy, and one is a story that I've never used. I don't tell dog stories. How many of you have dogs? Willing to admit it? I've never had a dog in my life. Well, I'm serious when I say I want you to hear this story told by a minister acquaintance of mine. Our website is crossoak.org, but we close with this thought, Exodus 34, 14. Do not, do not worship any other God, for the Lord whose name is Jealous is a jealous God. God bless you. Listen tomorrow. I'm going to tell you two stories about jealousy, and one is a story that I've never used. I don't tell dog stories. How many of you have dogs? Willing to admit it. I've never had a dog in my life. I've never, I don't think I've ever used a dog story. But this is a powerful dog story, (laughs) if I can use that term. It's told by a man by the name of uh, Jay Gallimore from Michigan. I've really become a fan of his preaching. And Jay said, my wife and I have a chihuahua named Tori. Chihuahuas see themselves as German shepherds. And I think I know what he means by that. They're just tiny little dogs, but they see themselves as German shepherds. A few years ago, we moved out into the country in Michigan. Right across from our property is a big field, which is dangerous to get to because of the busy highway between. One day, as we got out of the car, Tori spotted a big reaping machine, a big combine on a farm. He'd never seen one before. So Tori, the little chihuahua, decided he had to get that thing. But between her and the combine was the road, four-lane highway. I watched as Tori, with all of her energy, headed out toward that combine, and at the same time, watching a big Mack truck coming down the road. My sense told me I was not going to catch that dog. I loved my wife, and I knew that if that dog got hurt or worse, she was really going to be hurt. So I had to act immediately. So with all the strength I had and everything in me, I screamed at that dog. It was powerful enough to terrorize the dog, causing it to stop. And with two emotions, I picked up the dog and was so glad that it was not hit by the truck. But I was also mad that it could have been killed. I screamed at my dog. It was a jealous response to save the dog's life. And I was so happy to be able to give it back to my wife because I loved her. God is not going to stand by. Listen to this. It might be the most important thing I'm going to say today. God is not going to stand by while you go after other gods. God is not going to stand by and let you or me just idly go after another God. I think that's a powerful point that Jay Gallimore makes. He even talks about idolatry in religion. In India, there was a Hindu God that people worshipped in India where in 1995, I think I remember reading about this, someone put a little milk out for the statue of the Hindu idol. Some of you may remember it was gone the next morning. 
that word spread all over the area and people started putting milk out for their idols, which is insane when you think about it. Putting milk, a little dish of milk, like putting it out for a cat. But there was such a belief in the power of that idol. You know, you need to be careful. This is just a sidebar note that just came to me. You need to be careful what you put up in your home. I've been in homes where I've seen idols. They don't even know it. The people don't know it, but it's an idol perhaps in India or China or somewhere where anywhere in the world where people worship that thing. And I would be careful. I'm just saying, I'd be careful to have an object of worship in my house as a sidebar note. And with that thought, we quote once again, Exodus 34, 14. Do not worship any other God, for the Lord, whose name is Jealous, with a capital J, is a jealous God. God bless you. Listen tomorrow to Crossover. The story that I really want to tell you about, about jealousy, is very powerful. It has to do with somebody I knew from India. Blessing and Roshan Thomas are people from southwest India who moved to Dubai, United Arab Emirates. There are a lot of people in the United Arab Emirates who are from India because the jobs are plentiful. And so when I would go to India, I would always stop the five times in Dubai and speak to the Christians there who were Indian Christians, but they were in Dubai. And Blessing Thomas and his wife, I can't imagine this, and I don't know if anybody's ever lived in a situation like this. They lived on the 24th floor of a 34-floor apartment building or condos. You're on floor 24, 34 floors. Three in the morning, one night, Blessing told me, that a fire broke out on the 17th floor, blew out the windows, and Blessin said, Randy, I don't know if you'll believe me or not, but he said, I'm looking out of my windows, 24th floor, and I could see flames going by our window from the 17th floor. It came up seven floors. It was an unbelievable sight. Blessin and Roshan had two daughters, seven and three, whom I've met. And he said, we didn't go in their room and say, girls, would you like to take a little walk downstairs? He said, we grabbed them both. I took the seven-year-old and Roshan took the three-year-old. And we didn't worry about what was left. We didn't worry about things. We weren't worried about money in the apartment. All we were interested in, we've got to get these girls out of here. And they did. And they ran down 24 flights of stairs. 24 flights. Say, what motivated them? Jealous love for their daughters. They didn't want to fire or smoke from that fire to take the lives of their daughters, and they responded out of love. What's my point? God loves you more than Blessing and Roshan loved their daughters. Do you get that? God loves you more than Blessing and Roshan Thomas love their daughters. Nothing mocking their love for their daughters. They were willing to risk their lives. And I remember Blessing telling me in the car, he said, I was determined we got to get these girls out of here. We didn't want to lose either one of them in the fire. 
Well, I think you know where I'm going with that. We serve a God who's more jealous of you than anything. A minister that I know said that when he was in the army, there was a Protestant chaplain who always referred to Jesus with the same phrase. Nothing wrong with it. But you know how this Protestant chaplain referred to Jesus? As the carpenter from Nazareth. Well, he was a carpenter in Nazareth, but that's all he said. He never said that Jesus was more than a carpenter. It was just kind of a, a sentimental, nice thought about Jesus, the carpenter from Nazareth. And Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I and the Father are one. And when Jesus died on the cross, as was mentioned this morning, it was God in the flesh who became sin for you. Guess whose sin he became? Yours. Mine. Can we bring up that scripture again from Exodus 34? 14. Do not worship any other God. For the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God. Crosshope.org You've been listening to Cross Hope with Randy Snyder. For more information about this ministry or to re-listen to any message heard on this broadcast, go to our website at crosshope.org. Be sure to join us at this same time each weekday or listen at www.crosshope.org. Cross Hope is listener-supported and is produced by Cross Hope Ministries, Incorporated.